and I could see their joy and happiness that I am back to whatever extent that was. They didn't expect me to function like I expected for myself. They were just happy to see me, to see that I'm safe and sound as much as I could be. The interactions, the gratitude on their side and all these little churches, and it just made me realize I'm more than just my function in the role, right? I am the person they have missed, the friend, the colleague they have missed, and they deeply care about the person. Feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback. Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. My guest today is Beatrice Glor, a true go-getter who was born and raised in Switzerland and has lived around the world. Beatrice has 20 years experience as a senior relationship manager and leader in highly demanding, volatile, fast-paced global corporates. In 2015, Beatrice's life changed dramatically when she was en route to a client meeting in Silicon Valley. She was in a car accident which caused an aneurysm, six mini strokes, severe concussion, internal injuries, loss of short-term memory and various cognitive impairments. She was out of the business for about a year and despite all predictions, she made a full recovery, which was twice as fast as those with similar injuries. I had the pleasure of working with Beatrice to support her return to work and today she's moved on and started her own consultancy called Dashing Dialogues. She's a coach, consultant and trainer for mindfulness-based stress reduction. As you're listening, if you've got a question or want to tell me about your return to work, please find me on Instagram at comebackcomuk because I love hearing from you. And did you know this podcast forms part of our Comeback Community employee experience designed to keep you feeling confident, connected and cared for when you take any kind of extended leave from work? If you think your organisation needs to improve the way it cares for people taking any kind of extended leave, I'd be really grateful if you tell your head of HR or chief people officer about this podcast and send them a link to comebackcommunity.co.uk. Also, if you're listening to this before Tuesday, the 28th of June, you're in time to book a free spot at the next in our Comeback Conversation Q&A series, where we tackle your return to work and career development issues. My guests are HR Director Lucy Dodd and the amazing Amanda Newman, who's a champion of women in technology and previous podcast guest. You might remember Amanda's episode on confidence and she's the mum of four. Our topic at this Comeback Conversation event is how to go gently and make a sustainable return to work after sick leave. And both Amanda and Lucy have recent lived experience of cancer and severe mental illness, respectively. When you book your ticket, your free ticket, you'll be able to submit questions and we do our very best to get through as many as we can in the 45 minutes. So to get a ticket, go to the website comebackcommunity.co.uk and click on conversations. Finally, my huge thanks to the award-winning family law firm Raiden Solicitors for their sponsorship of the podcast. They're a top-ranked firm with three key values, clarity, 
commitment and confidence, which really speak to me. They have offices in London, Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Cambridge and Essex. And you can find out much more at RaydenSolicitors.co.uk. Right, let's go and hear from B. Bea, it is so nice to see you after all of these years. And of course, listeners don't know your story. So can we just start by you introducing yourself and explaining how we came to meet? Of course. Hi, Jessica. It's absolute pleasure as well to see you again and being a guest on your podcast. I'm B. I'm born and raised in Switzerland, but I have pretty much lived across the world, have been working in different global corporate companies as well. And yeah, how we met actually was due to a car accident I had on a business trip pretty much now seven to eight years ago these days. I suffered severe injuries, lost my short-term memory, had serious and several mini strokes as well. And obviously the whole comeback (laughs) was quite a challenge. And this is how we met. Mm. How did you know that you were ready to return to work? Well, to be brutally honest, there was a moment when I thought I would be ready to return. And there was a moment when I felt I was ready to return. So in total, I actually had two comebacks. The first one, when I thought I'd be ready, was a complete disaster, obviously. It didn't work out because we didn't have as well support from a professional side like yours. But the second time when I truly felt ready, it did become a success. So yeah, so I can't say when I was ready. I had two moments (laughs) of readiness. So that first time, why did you come back then? You said you thought you were ready. What was going on in your head that made you think you were ready? My accident happened in parallel to the organization's reorganization at the same time. So obviously, as a senior member, there was quite a pressure as well from the company side because it was a major change going on. Honestly, as well, on my side, because I was completely thrown out of my life and anything instantly with the accident, returning to work was That kind of feeling I had or that thought, it will bring back stability, orientation and control because that's what I completely lost. So this is why I put a lot of pressure, obviously, on myself and on my doctors to give me the go and to come back really, really early on and far too early on. Mm, There can often be that pressure when you're in a senior role or things are happening in an organisation and you think, it makes sense for me to come back now, but you didn't feel it in yourself. Whereas the second time you did, what was the time gap between the first attempt at coming back and then when you actually did come back? So the first attempt was actually just three weeks after the accident. I did return and then I stayed in the business again, I think for another four weeks and then I was out for pretty much nine months. So it was quite major then the setback as well. And obviously the whole return and the comeback was much longer as well. But it was in total, shall we say, one year yeah, in between to make a full comeback as well. But you raised it right. It's like I thought I have to return to work. And for me at that time, I didn't feel like I can have that kind of conversation with my managers about, is it just an assumption I make, right? Or are there other ways to come? So I just, I did avoid these kind of conversations as well from my side because Mm -hmm. I wanted to get back into control. 
Ah, you were craving control. And it's Mm. interesting, isn't it, that there was that early attempt at coming back. And then when you took some more time out, it was a really significant chunk of time that you took before you properly came back. And you started to mention line managers. I would love to pick up on that. And could you just say a few pointers about what you think line managers should be thinking about when they've got somebody in their team who is coming back from sick leave? Yeah, I think so. First of all, what everyone should remember that traumatic experiences like accidents, illnesses, job losses, relationship losses, whatever, are part of the human experience and therefore can happen to everyone. And because it can happen to everyone, your reaction to it is your reaction based on your story, your experience, your thoughts and feelings, your strategy, how to cope. And I think that's what makes it really difficult and even more critical to have professional help because you start to mix over your experience over the story and experience of the person impacted. And it is okay as a line manager, anyone on the outside, to feel fear, to feel overcommitted, to feel helpless, to feel highly engaged all at the same time. It's totally okay because it's traumatic. It happens instantly. And as much as I didn't have any control over anything anymore, they didn't either, right? And I think that's what both sides have to acknowledge. It's okay to feel out of control. It's okay to not have any sense of orientation for the moment, But it's not okay to make assumptions based on your own story on what is the best thing, how to deal with it. Mm. So if line managers are not to make assumptions, then what should they do? Well, take a step back from your personal experience and story. And I would like to yeah, encourage everyone to do that physically. So whenever they feel or read an email or hear that, just take one step back and step out of your own story. So then you're in a neutral ground and then truly listen, just listen, ask questions, but don't make assumptions. And if you start to make a plan, always include the other party as well in that plan. Don't just decide on top of that. If there are doctors involved, you know, you may even have them or what I said as well, best thing ever happened to me is you, Jessica. So really, truly have that professional help with a coach because What you did was you did build bridges, bridges for myself, but also bridges between me and my manager and the company, which I couldn't find anymore. Because also in terms of, you know, how communicating with them, how to address my personal needs. And on the same time, obviously for them as well, having a bridge crossing where they can address organizational demands and then find a way together to bring that all back into a new balance. And that's where you were so critical. And I just, can everyone recommend just get help? Don't try to do it yourself. It's okay not to try to do it yourself. Mm. Well, it's really nice to hear you say that. And that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is what did you get from our coaching time together? And you've talked about building a bridge between you and the organization and helping navigate some of that. And the reason why I ask is because I think it's helpful for listeners to know what they might get actually through coaching conversations. So was there anything else that was useful about that whole coaching process? 
you know, I was surrounded by doctors. And this is a different mindset in terms of obviously trauma therapy, etc. But coaching was for me and our conversations were future focused and pragmatic. It sometimes felt like, okay, what do I do now with all the information or that big gap? Because at some point we still weren't clear with we, I mean, my doctors and myself, if I would ever be able to return at all to the companies or into a working world. Coaching helped me in coaching questions to create a plan and a plan that is realistic and pragmatic, but also reflecting on it. Did it work out? What didn't work out? What do I want to start doing in the future? What do I want to stop doing? And how am I going about this? So it was literally that step-by-step guidance I truly needed. Hmm. And I don't like asking questions like this because I don't like taking... Oh, go ahead. I like these kind of questions. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask this because I think there'll be other people that will take heart from what you say. So what were you most afraid of about coming back to work? not being enough anymore just me as a person as well because it was a obviously a very high performing company as well the pace is incredible and I always enjoyed the pace but I couldn't keep that pace anymore and I feared I'm not good enough anymore for the job Hence, I thought I wasn't enough anymore for the company what I tried with the first comeback as well right to eliminate and just prove myself, prove that I'm still worth, prove that I'm still a good employee and, you know, I can bring value to the company. And the second time, it still was a struggle on a personal level to stop proving myself because I couldn't prove myself based on what I was before. I was someone else in terms of if you have severe and several mini strokes, you work differently afterwards or your brain works differently it doesn't mean you're less capable of anything not at all but it's literally just that I wouldn't be good enough anymore and yeah I couldn't do my job anymore I remember spending time with you and just being completely in awe of you because I didn't know you before your accident but yet the person in front of me like literally because I came to Germany to work with you the first time thinking gosh she is so smart she's so bright I mean you are super smiley super smart as in bright intelligent and you speak several languages and you seem so quick English is not your first language and yet you would constantly reference to me how you were before mm. and I'm I'm not as quick and I thought god this woman is amazing the fact that she's <laughs> like this now what was she like before so you obviously had this really tall ask of yourself because yeah. you are super smart and bright I did have that on the other side what I didn't have is that mindfulness towards myself towards my resources and that respect as well in terms of it's okay not always going to 100%, right, or 200%. It's okay just going as far as I can go now and these days, but be more mindful and be more present in what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. So actually, I was slowed down, and now I'm enjoying a pace at a much lower rate, but with a completely different aspect of presence as well. 
Mm. And of course, you went on to leave that organisation. How did you come to that decision? Or how did you know it was time for you to go? Because I think listeners would be interested Mm. in that. It's quite a funny thing because, I mean, I just told you my fear was I wasn't good enough or they didn't feel I wasn't good enough for the job until I realized, you know what, company, you're not good enough to me anymore. (laughs) I mean, if you experience something like that, it comes to an end at a certain point. So what do I do with my time? I got here and I realized that my values have slightly shifted. And when I came back into the corporate environment, the values didn't match anymore. And because I learned to become so mindful and also respectful towards myself, the only respectful thing to do was for me to say, okay, it was a good story. It was a good time with all the ups and downs, but the wind has changed now and it's time for me to set my sails with the wind. So I actually left the company, the job and the country. And set for completely new adventures. I remember that about you, just being so <laughs> open and up for adventures. But you're back in Switzerland now, aren't you? I am, yep. After oh. 10 years being away, I came back to Switzerland, yeah. And I still need to come to Switzerland. I've still not been, and it's on my wish list. I think when the children are a little bit older and I can leave them at home so husband and I can come Please by ourselves. I, I can't yeah. wait to come, be. I really yeah. can't wait to come. So... Two questions that I always ask people on this type of episode, because I also do an episode called Coach, where the listener gets to eavesdrop on a coaching conversation. But in these comeback episodes, I really like to know about what was your wobbliest or the lowest moment when you were back? Tell me about that. And then I want to take you to a positive place because I've got another question that's kind of the opposite of that. I think my lowest point was during the first attempt of comeback. So I was working in a senior role and had a lot of external customers. And one of them called me up and (laughs) referred to some very complex technical integration and apparently a presentation I did before my accident. But the funny thing is, I couldn't remember a thing. So I couldn't even remember a presentation, no technical integration, nothing. I didn't know because obviously, you know, losing your short-term memory doesn't help with that. And I was so afraid to admit that admitted to the customer, admitted to myself, gosh, I do have a much huger problem than I thought I would have. And definitely not sharing that with my managers saying like, no, my mind just got completely blank. (laughs) So what do we do? That was really the lowest moment. And that was the moment, okay, I am not okay here. And something has to happen, but still didn't have the courage to make that move until I actually experienced another stroke at work. And then that was the reason why I got out again. What happened then with that stroke? Was it other people that then saw and said, you are not okay? Or was it then you that sort of thought, right, I'm I'm not okay and I'm not coming back for a while? Actually, I felt that I'm having the stroke. It was a mini stroke. Luckily, so I called immediately my doctor up. We did the test and he said, you're not going back anymore. So, and he took over there and did even call the company and saying, you know, the only place Beatrice is going is stroke unit and that's it. But not coming back to the company until food to notice. Mm, Gosh, there's a real lesson here for people who are listening to this and might be on sick leave now or who are coming back to think, you know, it's okay to come back and then for you to recognise that it's not okay and that you need to go away again. 
So what was a high point for you when you came back? I think even with the first one, but also more with the second one is the interaction with the people. And I could see their joy and happiness that I am back to whatever extent that was. They didn't expect me to function like I expected for myself. They were just happy to see me, to see that I'm safe and sound as much as I could be. The interactions, the gratitude on their side and all these little gestures. And it just made me realize I'm more than just my function in the role, right? I am the person they have missed, the friend, the colleague they have missed. And they deeply care about the person and they care that I am fine. And I think that's my message as well to anyone out there who is right now due to a sickness or accident or whatever out of business. Take your time. But it's also okay to try it, but be honest and you're more than a function. You're a human and people will love you because of who you are, not of what you do. Oh, and the thing is you are so lovable because you are such a ray of sunshine you're so warm and adorable I mean we're recording this on video as well as audio and obviously the podcast is a sound thing but I will have to definitely share some of this as video clips and you might just repeat what you've just said actually because I'm going to ask you what would be three summarizing thoughts or three things that you would like people to take from your experience that would help them or a friend who's coming back from ill health? Mm, I think the first one is literally that take a step back if it happens and remind yourself these things happen to and can happen to every one of us. And it's not the fault of the person or whatever. You know, it just can happen. It's part of the human experience. Remember that. And I think by remembering that, you know, you get into contact with your own story as well and your experiences, etc. And that makes you human. And I think that helps building bridges in terms of also keeping that connection, even if someone is not present there in the office. But maybe to reach out and just say, hey, I just want to let you know we're thinking of you, wishing you all the best, offering help if they need some or if they can think of, but just keeping that connection on a human base rather than on a functional, like, I mean, I know it's okay for managers worrying about hiring and (laughs) replacements, but maybe not at that moment. So yeah, get in contact with your own story, make that connection. And the third one then really is take one step at a time together and truly listen. And it's okay to take a step forward, to take a step back, to take a step to the side. It's okay. It's not straightforward, a comeback in, in these situations. It's testing out, finding out and finding the way together. Oh, Bea, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and your ideas about how to cope in a situation like this when you're returning to work after ill health. It's been so lovely for me to see you again. So thank you for being my guest. I've really enjoyed listening to you. Thank you very much, Jessica. Thanks for having me. Bea has such a strong spirit. And after the recording, she told me that she'd gone on to have cancer and chemotherapy. And I just couldn't believe she's dealt with all that yet maintains complete positivity. She talked about the comeback coaching work I did with her in 2016. And what you might not know is that as a business, we work with employees who are preparing for and coming back from any type of extended leave from work. And naturally, that includes sick leave. 
Our Comeback Community Employee Experience is designed to keep people feeling confident, connected and cared for during their preparation for leave, their time away and their return transition. One element of the Comeback Community Employee Experience is our monthly Q&A event, what we call Comeback Conversations. It's where I'm joined by a guest to answer questions on a topic related to taking leave from work. Our June Comeback Conversation is for people returning from sick leave. We're calling it How to Go Gently and Make a Sustainable Return to Work After Sick Leave. My guests are Amanda Newman, who was my guest on episode 21 of the podcast, and Lucy Dodd, an HR director. If you've listened to Amanda's episode, which is all about confidence when coming back, you'll know she's a mum of four and has worked full-time in technology for most of her career at Shell, Microsoft and now Accenture. Not long after we recorded the episode, Amanda discovered she had breast cancer and has had a mastectomy and reconstruction and returned to work at Accenture recently. Lucy Dodd is an experienced HR director who suffered a mental breakdown in 2017 after years of relentlessly pushing herself up the career ladder as a single parent. Following the culmination of long hours, regularly being away from home and lack of line manager support, she experienced self-harm. That was her coping mechanism. Spiralling downward, she spent a period of time at the Priory before slowly recovering over a number of months. So together, Amanda, Lucy and I will be answering your questions on how to go gently and make a sustainable return to work after sick leave on Tuesday the 28th of June, 8 till 8.45pm British Summertime, live online. We're making this event open to anyone and tickets are free. So if you're currently on sick leave or have a colleague or friend who's away at the moment or returned in the last year or so, please do book a spot and tell them about it too And you'll find a link in the show notes or head over to comebackcommunity.co.uk and click on conversations. Right, until next time, stay bright and thank you very much for listening.